And Yo, we're live and we're live and we're live. Welcome oh God, to the to the Diran Diran Cartel Show. Okay, guys, welcome to episode 24 of my podcast, and I'm absolutely buzzing today. I've got my main man, Mr. Alex Peters, here again, and I'm extra excited because he's actually my first guest in a studio. And I feel like I'm just in my zone here, man. I'm actually really excited for this episode. First of all, Alex, how you doing? And thank you for coming on again. Man, Darren, listen, thank you for bringing me on. And yo, like, just doing this whole setup in the in the studio, this is my first time. So you've broken my studio virginity, yes. if you will. And um, seeing you in your element, bro, I'm loving it. For real? I'm loving it. Hey, I can, I can because see you, that. You've seen me... Well, how long you've known me since I was in year six or yeah. year five? Yeah, that's You knew right. my sister yeah, that's from right. year seven or that's something. Right. That's right. And then you've seen me... Well, you see me kind of grow up, innit? That's right. And seeing what you've grown, to, how you've grown, how you've developed and just, yeah, man, just you're doing, you're doing bits, bruv. I appreciate it. And for you guys that don't know yet, Alex was actually one of my mentors in school. Not one of my mentors, actually the only mentor and actually the guy that taught me how to dance. So anyone mm. that sees me moving, it's thanks to Alex. He taught me body popping, all the skills from Boogaloo Sam. Oh, He's the man himself. The names. Yeah. And... One of the reasons I love talking to Alex and I really wanted him actually as my first guest in the studio is simply because we've always been just discussing stuff since I was, I guess, I don't, I don't time, remember, but just time, yeah. always discussing, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. I remember when I would get in trouble, remember that time I had a fight with yep, Joe Phillips? I remember. Every teacher was like, they were getting angry at me, they weren't listening to why I did it or why I was frustrated and Alex comes in and he discusses and I think this is one of the things in communities and just people in general, we don't discuss enough. Mm. You were there, you were understanding me yeah. and you were listening to me. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I respected you for that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I mean, I think your, your challenge in school was that you kind of, you was ahead of your time in the way you thought. So what that means is that you're a kid, you're a young person, but you felt you fought very systematically like an adult. So if it didn't make sense to you, what would happen is you'll process something like an adult, but you'll speak of it like a kid. And then that's a teacher's worst nightmare because when a kid is speaking logic yeah. to an adult, it's almost like, no. And I obviously didn't know that. Right. I, I obviously just did me, yeah. right? And you could obviously see that. So you spoke to me in a way that I would understand, that's which right. I think we a lot of us actually lacking those people skills to get across a message mm -hmm. lack of communication communication yeah. skills i guess yeah so and i'm just excited for you to be here. and today we're going to talk about a lot of topics actually i've added i've put some notes down but again with you discussion just flows and one of the things we're going to talk about is kind of like mental health yeah we're going to we're going to touch up on that a lot and we're going to start off with actually what we're going to talk about one of my friends actually in school that passed away a few about a month ago about now. a month ago now yeah. and it was obviously which I think was down to mental health issues and I thought you know what we need to discuss this we need yeah. to discuss, discuss it in a bit more depth and I thought Alex is the perfect guy for that and why don't, why don't you why don't you tell me a little bit yeah for sure well I mean so it was brought to my attention through one of his family members I'd worked with a lot of the members of the family actually who had also come through school yeah and um I didn't see it coming. Admittedly, it wasn't someone that in the because I came off of Facebook. I I didn't have con I didn't have much contact with this particular person, but it was just strange because it was it kind of was like not another one. So recently, we've seen a lot of high profile, famous people killing themselves for whatever reason, and it's yeah. quite perplexed because you look at them and you think, but they seem so happy. They seem yeah. everything's going for them. What's going wrong? 
And now we've moved into this space where if you look at from social media, you'd think we're at a place where we've become more aware. We are posting those things. We are saying, you know, if you need to talk, talk. We're talking about what toxic masculinity might look like. We're, We're posting things like, it's okay to not be okay, but yet people are still killing themselves. Yeah. So what's missing? I think. What do you, what do you think? Do you think it's okay not to be okay, or do you think people just? Because I feel like on social media, like I do a lot of things on social media that I believe that will help someone, make make them feel positive, maybe make them smile. And there's times where I post things about saying where I'm not feeling that good, but in essence, from what I've heard from other people. I think my mental health is in a very good place. So sometimes I find it difficult to put myself in their headspace. Now, where we're from, East London, where I went to school, and where that tragedy happened with Sam, I feel like they never had the opportunity to discuss these things. So mm-hmm. therefore, maybe it got to a place where he got stuck and ended up doing what he did. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And do you think... One of the main reasons is lack of discussion, or I think it goes. I mean, you, I mean, you've mentioned East London, and I think you know, coming from an area like East London, and there's many East Londons around the UK, there is very specific problems and challenges. But I really think that this is actually a society problem. I think it's something. It's a it's a Western problem, okay. but particularly in places like um, the UK. UK has this whole culture of in everything they do, it's all about the presentation more than it is about the substance. Yeah. So once you get into that sort of culture, you start entering into dangerous ground because where when the exterior is more in, in more important than the, the internal, yeah. you assume everything is okay. So what happens is we become good at playing the okay game, yeah. or we find very rational and logical ways to cope, and they're not actually coping strategies; they're just avoiding strategies. But we don't we don't think about it, so it's we just it's what it's the normal. It's what it's our, it's what everyone does. So I'm fine with it. I guess it's like, I mean, that's all we do on social media, isn't it? Well, right. I'm not gonna lie. I, I a lot of people that I know, I do a lot. You people only see my good days. Sure. People only see my best days, and. There's been times where I've posted stuff where I'm like, I'm not feeling that good. To maybe make myself a little bit more relatable to my audience to make them know, hey, I'm having bad days too. But do you feel like a lot of people now are doing it for the sake of doing it and they don't actually mean it? They don't actually, they're not actually in that position. They're just saying it for maybe attention, for maybe likes, for, I don't know, just maybe negative discussions. You know? Yeah, no, for sure. I feel like there's this whole kind of um, culture towards seeking attention and using the, the the social media platform for that. And I think the crazier thing about this is because neither is good or bad. It is just is. If yeah. you want to do it for this reason or if you want to do it for that reason, it's 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 your truth. Yeah. I think the danger is is when you don't know you're doing it. That's the danger. Okay. So it's it's about understanding why you're doing it. So if you're saying, well, do you know what? This is a superficial space and I want to be superficial. You're in control and you're, you're, you're in control. The problem is, is that we're not in control of what we do. So in the end, you're in this, um, you're, you're, we're, we're playing the role of sheep. Yeah. So when we're in a self-destructive path, we don't even realise that we're self-destructing yeah. because it's normal. And do you think, say, maybe not just influencers, people in general, do you think, they do that without knowing, without realizing they're doing it. And, I think so. And they're causing more damage than what they actually think. I think so. So what what to, what I what I'm kind of observing happening is then, so all of a sudden, people with a platform 
yes, our leaders, yes, they have a voice and they have a power of influence, but now all the onus is on the people to speak. Yeah. And it's almost like, well, how does this work out? Because at the end of the day, like, you've got a very big following on social media, but, like, I can't go and start messing around with electrical wires and then get electrocute myself and then <laughs> yeah. get upset because you didn't tell me. Like, at what point do I start to have my own brain yeah, as, I understand what you just mean. I'm saying so what I'm saying is I believe I personally think mental health is something that we have to take responsibility for ourselves but we're not being taught how to do that Yeah. so in the end you are watching certain people yeah. why because actually when you're born all you've ever done is listen to everyone else whether that's your teacher yeah. whether that's your parents yeah. the news adverts there's always been some sort of subliminal programming. So all of a sudden now, social media is just a new version of it. Yeah, I think we, like like you said, your environment is so important mm. with that sort of stuff. And without even knowing, sometimes, um, and I have these discussions, I, I sometimes say things that my friends have said, right. and I don't even I don't even realize it. And I'm like, and, and 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 then my face pauses, and I'm like, hold on a second, one of my friends has said that. Yeah. Now I'm saying it. Am I saying it because I actually mean that? Yeah. Or is it become a habit because I've heard it so many times? Yeah. And what you're saying is people not taking action with their own mental health, but yes. comparing it to other people's, yes, say right. mine or yours or whatever it is. How, but how would how would you take control? How would you take control of that? Yeah, I mean, I think, well, you know, we, we no one's really doing things like, I mean, I don't think there's no one answer. And again, it's just an opinion, but no one ever teaches us about emotional intelligence. So yeah. when we're talking around mental health, the reason why I think mental health is still a little bit of a taboo subject is because we only see it as crisis management. Yeah. So it's okay to not be okay. But whereas, but is it okay to just tell your mates if you're just having a bit of a crap day and you're not feeling happy? Like, okay, yeah. so we're telling each other it's okay to not be okay, but we would sooner, especially as guys, we will sooner say we're angry than we're yeah. feeling sad and we're feeling hurt. Yes, and it doesn't mean doesn't have to be that your world is, is 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 crumbling. It could be just in that moment something's happened, and it's made me feel quite powerless. How many of us were prepared to just talk on that level? True, you know? true. So we're expected to to talk in crisis, but we can't speak in a normal balance. Before day. that, yeah. And you're saying, do you reckon people have? I guess not everyone has the emotional intelligence to pick up on that. Where, well, yeah, whereas yeah. I like. I might pick up on it. I'll, I'll tell. I'll say my close friends. I'll say James and some of the other boys. I know when James is having a bad day. I can pick up on it. Mm -hmm. Not everyone else can. Sure. Certain things he'll say or certain things he'll do. Maybe on social media he'll post something, and I'll be like, "Yo, what's going on, bro?" Yeah, yeah. Or I'll do something, or I've done something, and he'll message me. He'll be like, "Yo, what's happening? You good? Yeah, let me know. You know I'm here." Sort of thing. Yeah. Because I think I've got the emotional intelligence to pick up on that action that I've done that's right in a weird way yeah. I'm crying for help a little bit because I want a bit of that attention and I feel like as individuals we're so selfish in a way which isn't entirely a bad thing but sometimes we don't stop and look at the people around us so therefore we don't pick up on it because we choose not to acknowledge it because mm -hmm. you don't want to deal with negativity do you that's right. you don't want to like I've got enough problems bro the last thing I want to do is also deal with yours as well and that's, that's right. why I think that sort of mentality, sometimes we have to stop, especially with our close family and friends, which I, I'm very thankful to have, is I've always got people checking up on me. But I don't think a lot of people have that. Definitely. Sam, for example, I don't know how close he was with his family and stuff. The last time I saw him was in year 11, but he probably didn't have that. 
I don't know if he's got a girlfriend or whatever. Maybe they didn't pick up on that. Maybe he was crying for help, but no one actually saw it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like you can talk about it from the individual, but I think actually it's a wider spread problem than that. So there's different levels to it. So the first level in my head is just very basic understanding of uh, emotional intelligence at a very basic level, being able to name your state, your mind states from your positives to your negatives. Yeah. But then there's also another side of it that the fact that we're growing, we're, we're living in a society where we only celebrate achievement. We don't celebrate journey. So all of a sudden, even though you might be telling someone it's okay to be okay. Yeah. But the reality is the world that I live in only celebrates achievement. So actually it's not actually what this message is telling me is that I can only make money and have an an okay life when I've achieved, achieved, achieved. So straight away, there's a counterbalance. Which one are you going to go for? The one that's going to allow you to live, earn and move forward because value is in currency. Value is in in materialism. Yeah. So I do feel like what you're having now is this new emerging message, which is positive in its isolation, but in the bigger picture, it's not fitting. So people are having to make a decision. Do I embrace this truth yeah. or do I embrace this truth? Or if I embrace both truths, how does it look like? And no one's really having those sorts of conversations. It's either statistics yeah, or it's just kind of good intention comments. You know what? The whole statistics thing, yeah. That's one thing sometimes drives me a bit crazy when I'm having a conversation with someone, with someone mm-hmm. and they're like, well, the statistics shows. I'm like, bruv, shut yeah. the fuck up. I don't yeah, want to hear yeah, about yeah. your statistics, bro. Yeah. I talk to people every day. Yeah. You go read your statistics yeah. and I'll go talk to the person there one-on-one. On one. And go. that's the difference between some people. Yeah. Well, statistics shows this. I'm like, bro, you can say whatever you want about any statistics, whether yeah. it's strength and conditioning, whether it's to grow muscle, yeah. to drop your calories, mental health, whatever yeah. it is. If you don't talk to people and you don't build your emotional intelligence, then you're never truly going to understand. Because at the end of the day, we only communicate with humans, yeah. with whatever we do, yeah. work, whatever it is. We only communicate with humans. You don't, like, I ain't no dog whisperer. Yeah. You don't see me having a conversation yeah, 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 with a yeah, dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know some dog people are going to be <laughs> like, yeah, they're not having a conversation with my dog. Yeah, but you know what I'm trying to no say. Judgment, no judgment, yeah, no, no judgment. Yeah, no judgment, no judgment, no <laughs> judgment. Especially if you've got 10 cats, it's all good, it's all good. <laughs> but like, I feel like people forget that with any work that you do mm-hmm. anything that you do in life there is going to be a level of connection with another human mm. so i think it's important to grow and upskill those people skills how would you say is a good way to upskill when it comes to people skills if you're somebody that has anxiety is a little bit shy is not great with conversation because for some people it's not easy. Do you know what I mean? So how would you, what would you say to someone that is in a position where they're quite shy to talk to people? Uh, That's a, that's a, that's a hard one because I do feel like, um, especially going on the personal journey that I'm going on in my own personal development, every individual is, is every person's story is different. There is no one route one truth so the truth for me would not be the truth for the next person who may on the outside have similar attributes to me yeah i think it's first of all about but what i will say is i think one of the things that that's um i would say is common with everyone's personal development journey is acceptance of your reality yeah and understanding understanding the external story but then understanding your internal story if people take time to understand where they're at then you would know what you need to do so put it this way um Two black, two black guys sitting here. One person loves sitting in the sun. The other person doesn't like sitting in the sun too much. 
I don't, he doesn't, the person that likes to sit in the sun doesn't need to wait for the next person to decide where it's time to go inside and cool off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you learn and to start understanding and listening to your body and start listening, you'll know what you need to do. So I think it's more about encouraging people to really understand their internal voice. Yeah, okay. It's funny you say that because like, it, it took me a while to be a bit more like that because I feel like sometimes I do care about other people a lot, right? So in my head, in that situation, I could think about like, oh, maybe they're going inside because they don't feel well, so I'm going to go too. Right. In an there essence where there like, yeah. I'm going to go to check up on them maybe. Yeah. Maybe I'm not going to stay out here because, you know, and this, this is such a common thing with couples. Like, yeah. This happens all the time. People do things to make other people happy. I've been there. I've been yeah. there. And it's I'm not going to lie, it's, it's pretty shit. And only when you realise, when you take control of what you want to do and how you feel, you actually kind of create a tribe of people that are in the same mentality as you. And I think that's why, like you said, you need to be kind of doing how what you feel internally. And I think that's why, like, I feel like sometimes, and I don't want to come across as a prick to any of my friends that I went to school with or uh, any people that I worked with before, but sometimes I feel like I've outgrown some of my friends in yeah, a weird way. And, absolutely. And it's like, sometimes hard to accept that because I feel like I've come across as a prick yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to come across but rude it's, to but them. But it's crazy because it's funny that you say that because all of a sudden now, so there you go, you've you've grown, you've learned some new things and now you're feeling guilty for your growth. Yeah. Whereas somebody else hasn't done the work but you're feeling guilty because they haven't done the work. Yeah. And this is the thing, like why does it, why should it, why should that be the case? Like we're all, we're all here to grow and expand. We're all, we're all here to move forward in life. Nothing is the same. Yeah. So you've done that. You've faced certain fears. And yeah. I'm sure you've probably got lot, lots more fears to, to face. Oh, loads. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm exactly the same. I, I think, do you know what? It's just about, because again, it's not about necessarily having the answers. I think sometimes people will feel like, well, if you're saying this, why don't you have to? It's not about the answers. It's just about starting to have the conversation, starting to have the dialogue and starting to think about things that we're doing. So, example, yeah. when we're speaking about our guy who, you know, sadly killed himself a month ago and I was talk talking to some other young people who were in and about the same year group as you, probably yeah. a, bit, a bit older. Yeah. And one person, I said to him, when's the last time that you've had a conversation with your friends which involved just talking about how they felt? Hey. And then he realised... Did he pause? Yeah, there was he a pause, pause and it? he goes, actually, I realise we don't. We don't, yeah. And so I said, well, there you go. I said, what happens is when you start looking at the relationships around you, you realise that most of the relationships that we have only exist in a certain context. And when taken out of that context, there's nothing going on, which is why certain people, when a, a certain friend is in a, a low space, everyone avoids them. And then that friend feels hurt because they feel like, well, no one was around. It's not that they don't care, it's they don't know how to deal with you in this space because they've only embraced you in this particular format. And actually what you're saying is, you're my mate, but actually you're only my mate because of when this. you look like this. When, when you become this, I'll talk to you next week. It's that kind of culture. Yeah, and know? you're right, we do avoid a lot of that. And funny thing, I was, um, when I was away with some of the boys in, I, I met uh, Paul Lima, um, my boy Ali, Sven was there, uh, Jay I feel like was I know there. these people, although I've only seen them on, on, on the stories. I feel media. like I know them. What's yeah, up, guys? What's yeah, going exactly, on? exactly, exactly. <laughs> but like, and with them, it's funny because we have such a laugh. And I do a, a ton of stupid shit online. So does Paul Lima. We all do. And when we're out, we talk so much shit about each other. 
it's ridiculous we hunt our deepest insecurities mm-hmm. and we banter about them how does that work because i remember you touching this before yeah i was like because for example it would be like something i probably wouldn't want to talk about but the boys know it but they know it's <laughs> a it's a safe circle right uh paul lima has this percentage of banter levels for like 60 percent, 70 percent. like for example if we're in front of a load of girls you wouldn't go 90 percent banter you wouldn't talk like that right. to your boy in front of other people. Right, 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 right. But when it's just us, a safe circle where no matter what they say, you're not going to get judged, mm. right? And we will rip it, rip into each other right. absolute bits. But then we will also have these deep conversations on how we actually add value to each other and how we actually feel. Mm-hmm. And although we banter about some of the things that you might actually be sad about, it's actually, in a weird way, a way of my friend saying, hey, Darren, I've acknowledged that. I care about that. I'm going to banter you about it so you see the bright side of it. Mm-hmm. But then when we're in the bedroom before we go to bed, I'll probably bring it up and I'll talk to you about it. And that's what usually happens. So when you, so when you say talk to you about it, what does that conversation look like? It's a bit like, hey, you know I was bantering, yeah? Right. Yeah, I know, I hear you, sort of thing. And then it will follow up with probably another question. And then the conversation gets a little bit serious. And then you realize, oh, that person actually cares about how I feel. And the minute I feel comfortable in an environment... I can open up about that topic that I'm not comfortable about in front of other people. And I think people struggle to understand on where to have these conversations. For example, if I was going to talk to you about something private, I'm not going to do it in front of five people I don't know. I'm going to make sure you're comfortable. Just like when I chat up a girl. I'm, a, I'm not going to put the pressure on... Put the bomb straight in the there. Womb, <laughs> the womb. Hey, yeah, come yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, like, ting, where yeah, I say, yeah, where yeah, I say. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wait for a nice time in an environment where she's comfortable having a conversation, where she's comfortable in saying, I'd love to go for a drink with you mm-hmm. without the judgment of other people around her. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would put that person I care about in an environment where they can talk comfortably. Whereas some people, like you said, you know, when you said people don't ask about how they're actually feeling and stuff, they might be like, oh, so what happened with your ex? Scene. in front of three other people and he's like uh, no it's all good it's all good so he's just going it's okay I don't want to talk about it but really inside he's like fuck why do you just ask me that here bro yeah of course why, didn't you, why haven't you got the emotional intelligence to ask me that in a room mm-hmm. when it's just you and me bro mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's angry the other guy now thinks he's done his job mm-hmm. so he's now brushed it off because he thinks I've done my job now um, he's okay he said he's okay and if he brings it up I asked him and he said he was okay about it. Mm-hmm. And then it gets brushed off and the problem is never solved. Mm-hmm. It's never spoken about. And it's kind of just sitting there without it being solved and still have these weird feelings about it. Mm. When really, what's that saying when you're like a problem shared? It's a problem halved. Yeah. A problem shared is a problem halved. Yeah, that's the one. And it's weird. It's true. But what do you think? Okay, so let me ask you a question on that because that's interesting. Do you find then that... um. Let's just say you're trying to. You see your mate's not is not on on you know on the ball. Yeah. And you want to talk to him, but he's avoiding. I mean, yeah. how do you, how would you deal with that, or what would you feel is the best way to deal with that? I think the best way to deal with that is just being there sometimes, doing things in environments that stuff that he likes. For example, I'm like, hey, bro, you want to go jujitsu? Let's train. Let's do some jits. Let's tr- let's train. Let's go to the gym. Do this. Do this. Do that. Conversations would naturally occur. Sure. Conversations would naturally occur and conversations would naturally come out. And I think without even you saying anything, something might come out. Sure. Because I think sometimes when people think this person has spent three hours with me over the last week, 
which when you think about it, three hours is a long time with an individual, with your friends, in conversation. You might think, he he's actually here for me. Maybe he's someone I should bring this up with. Sure. I, I, yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. I think um, just building on from that, I think it's something as also something about being comfortable to be able to name and point out. So, so one of the things that I'm really grateful about the people around me is that there's an element of account- accountability, yeah. first of all, where people like, you know, you said you were going to do this, what happened? You didn't do this. But, That's everything. Do you know what I'm saying? But th- there's another level of, um, so I'll give you an example. I remember I was talking to a lad that I mentor um, through dance and what must have happened was last year, I, one of our crew members passed away. He's a second crew member for our, from our group to pass just sudden yeah. mad anyway my Carlos yeah Carlos Carlos oh, yeah, 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 yeah Carlos yeah, yeah. Carlos. and um one of the lads that I know he's a, fr- he's a friend of mine but someone that I've mentored in especially in his younger days yeah. and um he called me up and he wanted to ask me some particular questions and um I wasn't in that headspace so I said to him look it's a bit of a weird time at the moment this has just happened so I'm not really thinking about other Anything things else. yeah um and he just completely ignored that and I was like, okay. And he said, because I wanted to talk about this, but okay, we'll speak another time. So we did. And call, we spoke a few days later on and he called me back. And I said, just wanted to say, did you realize that when I when I said da 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 da, you actually did this, this and this? And so what I'm saying is, I think there's something about being able to point out certain behavior. Because yeah. again, especially as guys, but I think this is true of everyone. Yeah. We are great. We are connoisseurs at um, avoidance. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes it's like, Look, I noticed that time that you we, we tried to speak and you really didn't want to speak to me. I just want to know, is everything okay? Like, And it doesn't have to go any further. It might be that that person resists, but just your willingness to go there and prod and say, yes, yeah, I noticed that you've been doing this and you were snappy. Is everything okay? Yeah. Okay, cool. And you back off. Yeah. So I think sometimes in helping to change a culture, it's equally about the person being able to talk about what's going on, but also about your friend. Because people often say, what can I do to help? You, I think it's about as a friend being comfortable to highlight certain behaviors, highlight certain actions. Say, okay, I'm noticing this. What's going on? Yeah. But then, if if you don't get no results, don't say it as a loss. Just that's your way of saying. Just so you know, I'm will, I'm willing to talk about it when you're willing to go there with me. Yeah, and that is something that doesn't happen enough. Right. Like my friend circle, we all keep each other accountable. We've got we've got um, group chats, whatever. We'll banter each other. Be like, hey. Yo, Ali, your your content is shit this week. What's going on, bro? He knows it's coming from a place of care. Yeah. He puts work on it. He's more accountable now to do something because he knows we're watching. Yeah. You know? And I think it's important to have those friend circles. Yes. And it's important to always touch base. And now, because of my friend circles, I know they have that from me and through other people. But like you said, when you chat to a lot of other people, I know so many people that do not have that at all like nothing just banter level yeah that's all it is that's it yeah and then avoidance bam. yeah avoid yeah. avoid 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 and then you wonder where it goes wrong I'm like bro there's a problem you need to fix it and move on if you don't fix it it's always going to occur for a while unless you don't want to fix it and i don't know so then my question then is why do we avoid i think so we recognize because this is the thing when you talk to people people recognize that there is an avoidance culture that happens yeah I mean, you see, even at a political level, everything is all about certain wording. When you when you ask a question, the person's thinking three times before they open their mouth because they want the yeah. words to be right. The way they've got their hands is 
all with this presentation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the content is rubbish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, what are we? The, I guess the question I would present, and I, I have my own answer, but I don't know what are people afraid of to um, go there. I think people lack courage of having that discussion. But There's, why? Because the fear, the fear of that discussion, how it's going to end up. So, for example, if I'm if I if I build the courage to ask you something, maybe I haven't spoken to you about. I've got fear of how you might respond. Now, luckily, I don't have that fear. Sometimes I say really stupid shit, and the other person might have an opinion on me. Whereas, luckily, I, I'm not too fast. Whereas, some other people will be like, "Fuck, I've just risked my friendship. I've had the courage to go say something, and it's deflected differently, and now I've got jab jab cross on my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and yeah. now." I've ruined that friendship because I brought this up. I'm never doing this again. Fuck. (laughs) Courage is gone. Now they're like, I'm not doing that again. I'm not doing that again. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like it takes like, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm no fucking expert with all this stuff. Yeah. But I feel like maybe building or having some level of people skills, emotional intelligence, and then asking to the right person at the right time, then you won't have that issue. But I think people don't have that level. It's just like zero to 100. So do you know what? Okay, so it's interesting. So do you know one of the things I've taken away from some of the some of the people that I've had a chance to meet and learn some stuff? We have this addiction to positivity. Yeah. And that means that we always want to avoid negative situations at all costs, yeah. even if it's to our detriment. Mm. So we want to be seen in a positive way. We want to be seen in a particular way and we will yeah. do whatever it takes, even if it means having a fake persona yeah and if i speak for myself so one of the things i mean i've been working with a, a i would say a life coach a spiritual teacher i'd probably say yeah um and one of the things that i've definitely learned about myself is over the years is we're born with our own demons and our own fears and our own perceptions that sometimes are not always accurate yeah but what happens is is we then adopt them and make them who we are and so they're lies, but we make them our truths and then we yeah. create behaviours to suit that. You lie so much, it becomes a reality, innit? 150%. 150%. You lie so much, you become it, yeah. That is so right. I yeah. mean, it's the, yeah. I mean, I, I could say more, I don't, I don't want to start like just causing all kinds of controversy. Off, but no, yeah. bro, do, say what you need to say, man. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, for sure. But um, I mean, well, the, point, the point that I'm really making from it is that... um. We don't even realize when we're starting when we've we've entered into this fake world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We become addicted to just positive. So that what happens is, and this is one of the things I learned about myself, is that whenever I did something that was perceived as wrong, I then saw myself as a bad person. I'm horrible. That must mean A, B, C, D, and then my mindset starts whirling in this direction. Yeah. So because I don't want to experience that, I'm going to continue doing this, this, and this, and this. But then that might doing this, this, and this might compromise my truth. And moving something forward. So, for example, I might see that you're struggling, but I ain't got the skills to come through and just say, Dylan, what's up? Because you're going to, you, Dylan might get defensive and then he's going to think I'm a bad person. And then yeah. all of a sudden, I'm avoiding you, not because of you, but I'm avoiding you because of my own personal vulnerabilities that I don't understand about. Yeah. So, this is why it goes back to what we said at the beginning. It's all about every man for themselves. And what I mean by not every man for himself is if everybody was help was taught how to understand who you are as a person, then you'd be able to make decisions that one, base first look at yourself and your own well being, yeah. but then you then know how to help others and understand it. If I said something to you and it pushed your buttons, yeah. as long as it's coming from a place where I actually want to help, then I can say, Okay, 
Dylan, you need to work this one out. I didn't yeah, yeah. mean to offend you, but you need to you work need this to one sort out. It out. Right. Yeah. You know? It's like when I met you earlier mm-hmm. in Covent Garden, mm-hmm. um, you stopped and you went, how are you? Yeah. But like, you looked into my soul when you said yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was like, bro. bro, I was like, shit, my boxers just came off. <laughs> I was like, bro, Alex, yeah, yeah. Alex, the way he asked that, it's yeah. like, my heart rate dropped a little yeah. bit. Like, oh shit. Yeah. And I paused and I think I had my phone in my hand and I put it down and I was like, he asked me because he actually cared and yeah. I could see that through your body language and the way you said it and the way you looked at me. Yeah. And I told you. Yeah. Because I could but see at that. At first, there was a bit of fumbling at first. You were kind of, like, you were working was out like, what's going on. I can, yeah, I can I see like, that. Yeah. I'm good. And because you said that because you came in and you said a few things about what you've been doing and then you were like, sorry, hold on. How are you? And that means a lot to me. And I think not enough people do yeah, that. You don't check in like that. And when you ask me, like, I'm good now, but when the whole isolation thing happened and before I travelled for a bit, I wasn't in the best place. Like, my head, I was like, I didn't realise how much I loved my freedom. And I've seen a few people um, in uh, Spain, Turkey, cousins and whatever, and the way you asked me was more caring than some of my family members. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Not my mum, my sister, yeah, my sure. dad and stuff, but like some other people, they didn't actually stop and go, how are you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I wasn't in the best place. And I, luckily, so when the doors opened, I just ducked out, man. I went to Spain straight away. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't realise how much travelling actually helped my mind and made me feel free. Mm-hmm. Now, you've done a lot of travelling yourself, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You've done you've done, the, you've done America. Oh, you've I mean, done, I've done America. You've everywhere, Europe, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I've been doing workshops or just, yeah, I've been a lot, and especially even in England, I've had a chance to just go up and down and spend quality time in different parts of the country. I'm going to also drop here. For you, a little bit more detail about Alex. Although we're do, discussing and stuff, Alex taught diversity. He's taught all over Europe. He's worked with some top dog dancers and old old school UK body popping champion, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's not just some street dancer, you get me? <laughs> I'm not one of them one that just do in the bedroom and yeah, try and do a TikTok video. Yeah, man calls up Ashley Banjos and gets him to do like pops and stuff, you know? You know, like that. something like yeah, that. Yeah, man, but listen, dude, we need to kind of, we need to, like I said, we've been saying this, I'm saying this on camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. We need to do a little routine together no, to do, let them know, let like, know what happened in those days. Let yeah. them know what time yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. The walk out and that. They need to know, they need to know, man. But you... You travelled a lot when right. um, you were teaching and you travelled a lot when you wanted to meet people and whatnot. H- how did that help you? Oh, man, so much. I think the biggest thing is it... So when I was working in Royal Docks, um, which is a school where you was at, and yeah. um, I learned a lot. I was coming off of the back of depression. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I had... I had so I, cause How I, old were you there? So when I... Well, okay, I joined Royal Docks when I was 21. So my late teens, from my mid to my late teens, I was going through a d- depression, but it was very, it was weird. You rationalise it, because back then you didn't even speak about those things. Yeah. So I didn't even know it was depression. I wasn't even, I thought depression was something that was over there. Yeah. Till I, till it was only a couple of years in when someone actually said, I was like, and it was horrible to yeah. think, how could I have ever... Been I, depressed. Yeah, because I've always had a vision that I was going to do something amazing. Yeah. What's this? Anyway, that happened for quite yeah. a while. I was coming out of that 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 phase, but um, I think I was probably still healing myself. Okay. So actually, working at the school was a massive healer. I always say this to the young people. I say thank you when they all say thank you to me. I say thank you because actually I was learning about myself through you silently. 
because yeah. I never really openly admitted that I was suffering from this. Yeah. But I was. I didn't doing, know that, and I thought right. I know you quite well, and I didn't know that. Well, I mean, again, it, the, the environment at the time, you just didn't talk about it yeah, openly. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I studied in silence. Yeah. And I'm listening to the young people as they're speaking to me. Probably part that was probably a big part of the motivation to why I was so open and why I got such a good response from the yeah. kids. Because actually, yeah. yes, I do care. But, you understood. But I'm, but I'm learning as well. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, the deeper yeah. I go, I'm actually. Deep down, making notes and thinking, okay, that sounds like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or that sounds like how I was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, to answer your question, so I think when I was working at World Docs, I was beginning to realize my power, my influence, and who I could be. Yeah. Um, I started to dream. In fact, I had the dreams that I had as a kid. Something happened during my depression stages. I lost sight of that. Yeah. I somehow started to get back into touch of it in my twenties. Yeah. But then when I left Roll Docs, I left at the time when I was at the height of my popularity in the school, if, yeah, if, if yeah. you will. Um, meeting all these young people everywhere, not just young people now, adults, mm. and traveling to all these countries and having a similar impact that I was getting at Roll Docs over the six years I was there, was, get, was starting to, I was starting to realize, okay, who am I really? Yeah. So I would say it was beginning to open me up to start to realize who I could potentially be. Yeah. Um, and it also made me realize, actually, I am interested in people. I love understanding culture. I have this ability to want to understand this person's trail of thought process yeah. and connect the dots with that person and see how they're different. That's you know, like me, yeah, yeah. That's why I love traveling. When you talk to people, when you talk to locals, you understand why he said that. Yeah. Like you'll you'll chat to someone in say Poland, yes, and you'll chat to a Polish guy in East London, and yes. he says something to you, you connect the dots and go. That's why he said it. I know why he yeah. said it. I know why he said yeah, it. Yeah. But people that don't travel or don't take the time to go and talk to people, yeah. they don't see that. Yes. It's a taking the time because you get, there's a lot of people that do travel, but like, again, you just go to your three-star hotel, stay in your thing, get your, yeah. get your English breakfast in your hotel. Three-star, big man, yeah? Free, yeah. What, what? What's going on, big man? Uh, we need to go on a trip. <laughs> why is man help me up in here bro sorry bro yeah you dropped the freestyle with bro, confidence mental health mental health <laughs> mental health man don't do this now you're gonna start putting <laughs> hey don't worry big man we're going to dinner we're going uh, for drinks right, yeah. sort me out sort yeah, me yeah, out I yeah. got you put me up in here man damn damn yeah. sorry people sorry about that sorry, sorry I'm sorry sorry I just had to you know what I mean that's the banner you just gotta give it when yeah, it's you there you gotta like, do it yeah no just come in and, there and that's what happens in East London you know this when you're saying, in school a quick shank and you just move out of the way yeah. <laughs> in and out in and out <laughs> you see that okay I see yeah, you I sorry see my you. bad my nah, bad that is good um, yeah. yeah but um you know, the people just stay in the hotel, just eat the, the English breakfast, and just so then they're not really you're traveling, but you're not really yeah. checking people. Yeah, you know what I'm not. saying. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. so it's it's a different one. It's when you go out and venture and chat to them. Yeah. What did you think of? Um, you did. You've done a lot in America. Yeah. What about America? How do you feel about America? Because America right now is a bit mad, isn't it? Oh man. Well, it's, do you know it's funny? So I've made, I've counted, I've made 21 trips to America. It was shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Over the time, you, you know, got family in New York. Family in New York and Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and then obviously when I had my dance trips going to LA and stuff like that. Yeah. It was, do you remember when Hurricane Katrina happened in New Orleans and then there was that whole thing about racism and the neglect? Yeah. So that particular, I, I, I flew, I took off from JFK back to London yeah. the day it was happening. Okay. So that whole narrative around racism hadn't got hit the media yet. Mm. But that, so that particular trip now, obviously the weather wasn't too great, but I remember that particular visit to New York we had to pick up our cousin who was studying at Washington University. Yeah, yeah. So from New York, it's a six-hour drive. You go through New Jersey, West Virginia, and then you hit Washington. Sick, yeah. And I remember 
doing the observations and seeing driving through white neighborhoods and seeing a certain quality yeah. and then going through Latino and black areas and seeing a completely different one. When I got to, to Washington and I saw the street leading up to the White House and just seeing all the houses battered and all these black homeless people on the road, but at, at the end of the road is a White House. I oh, remember really? I don't know. 150%. I was shot. I was horrified. To be fair, when I first went to New York, um, I didn't realise how many homeless people there were. Yeah, well, like, LA's worse America worse. is always painted as this. The best country in the world. This and that. But you don't realise, you go there and it's like, oh, it's pretty fucked. We're quite lucky. We're very lucky in the UK. I think I am anyway. I'm glad my parents came here instead of going to the States, you know? I mean, London is, I would say, starting to, it seems like it would appear to be following behind America's footsteps. But yeah, whatever you saw in New York, LA was even three times worse, homeless-wise. And I was horrified. So anyway, that that particular trip, I remember I said to my cousin, I said, cuz, this is making me want to ask some serious questions. And yeah. he just looked at me to kind of say, I know. So it was almost like, our eyes was like, you know. Because it was almost like, I'm seeing this. And even at that time, this conversation, at least as a tourist, racial inequality wasn't there. But that was the only conclusion I can draw up. Yeah. Because that's the only thing you're seeing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Coupled with the fact that in New York, as a kid, New York was always been branded as the melting pot. But I'd always, when I got there, I was like, no, it's a pot. It just hasn't melted because yeah. Polish are here, Jewish are there, Africans are there. The Irish. The Irish Italians. are there. And you know what I mean? And, and it's very specific. In some of those areas, you go there and you don't even feel like you should even be there. Yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah. in England... It's not. It's more about social social classes than it is about color of skin. It's not. There's no real black area. It's more yeah. if you're working class and you're from the ends. You're from the ends. You're from the ends. Yeah. I talk like you. You talk like me. There you go. And then maybe we won't talk like the person from Surrey or there whatever you go. it is. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know yeah. what I mean? And so like um, it was interesting that that happened on that trip, and then how Katrina Katrina kicked off, and that's when I think it was the first point where openly those narratives around U.S. and racism was starting to kick off, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I mean, the first episode we did with you, we spoke about the Black Black Lives Matter, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> and um, that was a whole, that was a madness. Yeah, and I, I enjoyed that, bro, even that, though I was stuck in my room doing it with you. I know, you but know it's, I mean? good, like, it's good to have those discussions, man. And yeah. it was funny, like, you got you got a few emails about that, you got a few people message you about that, because yeah. we spoke about people not being comfortable saying certain things because they might come across racist or whatever it is, yeah. and you got a couple of people hit you up? Was 110%. it positive feedback? Or? Absolutely positive. People were saying thank you for offering some sort of clarity to, uh, about things and now uh, that they were going to go away and do some research on things, or people wanted to ask my opinion. And I think, if I tied it up to what we've been talking about, I would say this is along the same lines of mental health. Yeah. We are not talking. Yeah. That's the bottom line. So, for example, people don't want to talk about <clears throat> racism or racial identity or have your opinions because you don't want to be seen to be something. Yeah. So, in the end, it becomes more problematic. You know, people are more worried about being seen to do something as opposed to the actual behaviour, which is actually more destructive. Yeah. yeah do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. it's it's getting back to a place where, I, I although some people, someone might say, well, how can you put mental health and racism in the same place? I think it's it's coming from the same fear. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And and when you don't visit it, it manifests. Yeah. And so racism, when you when you not discuss it, it manifests. We have all these different grievances, different communities are saying their peace. And at first you can look and think, how ignorant can you be? But actually there's logic, but we just need to go there and, and, and so, yeah, dis yeah. Yeah, discuss, discuss it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And not feel afraid to be to be potentially judged. Yeah. When you said um, America is like 
well, I don't, I haven't travelled ever, but I'm assuming America is probably the worst, like when it comes to that sort of stuff. And you said we're heading that way just a second ago. I think so. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, I think England's always been a place where whatever the, well, I go back. So I've got a friend of mine uh, that lives in LA. Shout out to Emmanuel, actually. I love talking to, I mean, me and Emmanuel go back, but I love talking to him because like us, he's extremely observant and sees trends yeah. and stuff. And one of the things he said to me when I spoke to him about how I just couldn't get my head right, it took me six six visits to begin to understand LA. Okay. Because I would go there because my dance teachers lived there, but if they weren't living there, I weren't going to LA. Okay. But anyway, he said, Americans are the best at branding. They're the kings of branding in the world. Yeah. And he says, anything, any trends that you see, it starts in LA. And okay. then it spreads around the world. Yeah. Because yeah. anyone, any creative heads, wherever they are in the world, yeah. they go there, they discuss. LA's the hot spot. It's yeah, the yeah, hot yeah, spot. It's the hot spot. And so I think we've always had this culture of kind of being in American shadow. I think it's changing, but yeah. we still, at least politically, we're still right in that zone. Yeah. Um, musically, it was like that for a while. But then I think through the through um, grime particularly, yeah. they made a statement of really doing the, the doing their own thing. thing. Like, coming from the UK, doing our own thing. Yeah. Because even like Drake and that, they're coming and showing mad love. I reckon Drake's getting more creative after chatting to the boys in London. Well, the thing is, this, this is the madness. So musically, there's always been a huge relationship. So this thing, 80s pop music, Americans love. Yeah. They respect Phil Collins. They respect uh, um, uh, Eric Clapton and all those. A lot of those guitarists of that stage, you George Harrison's. Yeah, they were watching black jazz musicians yeah. who weren't really doing anything because no one was really giving them attention. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got so they played their music, got commercial. People said, "Where did he learn from?" They said, "These guys. Who are they? They're from your country." So yeah, England okay. and America have always had a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop music wise. Um, Timberland actually when Timberland first came out of his early music one of his early influences was the UK trip trip okay. pop scenes yeah yeah so England's always been saying something do you think do you think you find it a bit weird where like you know when you get people that are being mad racist right mm -hmm. not open well some openly the ones that are racist mm -hmm. and then you see them wearing or acting a type of way that has come from black culture I know because I'm not but black people are cool, bruv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that simple. Yeah, like yeah. you bring, you bring. There's a reason all my homies can dance. Yeah, there's yeah, a reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there's that element of coolness yeah. and what it is. And there's a lot of things that I've picked up from all my black friends. Not just my black friends. All my multicultural friends. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Of because that's all I was surrounded by. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Sure. That's all I was surrounded by. Sure. And do you find it funny sometimes when you see racist people uh, being racist, but like? A lot of things and the the way they're acting, the what, what they're wearing, even like, did you watch a Michael Jordan documentary? I mean, but I heard it was sick. I did not realize yeah. how much impact Michael Jordan had on people's fashion. Where well, he had the Jordan, he had the boot. He had like the Jordan. Yeah, he's yeah, got the Jordans. Yeah, yeah, I knew yeah. about the Jordans, but the way he was dressing, right. like the the t-shirt the funky glasses right, the okay. hat that you got on yeah, 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 with the yeah, jordans yeah. Right. and i was like fuck you know that's wow. that's what people's wearing now no i didn't even realize and that's that, coming no. from a brother yeah do you know what i mean and i think people don't see that so do you know what so it goes back to what i said before when you're not honest with yourself you create a whole set of behaviors which are not your truest self but you you kind of adopt them yeah so you what, believe the lie yeah you believe the lie you believe the so lie. what's happening i believe is when you're talking to people who would other, otherwise be labeled as racist what is actually happening they have their own personal grievances 
but they're not being honest about what their grievances are. Yeah. So in the end, they're jumping onto any rationale yeah, that yeah. kind of makes them look a certain way. Yeah. So in the end, they come across as being racist when actually, if you look beyond that, like I remember I was talking to one particular person and he was presenting me with, with some individual things that he wanted me to read up on. Yeah. And I said to him, look, I'll be honest with you, what, what is your like? What is your issue? Like, oh, yeah. what are you afraid of? And I think um, I don't even want necessarily. I'm a little bit more cautious about just saying someone is racist. Although you can have racist of yeah. you know racist values or values based in the systematic racism. Essentially, for a lot of people, people don't have a sense of their own identity, their own culture. Yeah. So therefore, other people pushing theirs is a threat to you. Yeah. So okay. you so you're yeah, just yeah. create narratives yeah. and say, Oh, you're doing this, that's a problem. You're too aggressive. Oh, you're always moaning. But look at this, because actually while while you can continue to blame, it's something that my my, my actually my teacher sat with me today and yeah. it was like I got a slap up. Yeah. She said to me, While you blame, that's your ego talking and it's not you. Okay. You're you're it's something else. And so while you're you're criticizing other bodies of people it's like okay but what are you saying ego is the enemy in it <laughs> well it can be both it can be both it yeah, can be both it can be both now nah, hear what you're saying what do you think of them you see the whole madness on social media like will smith and when they're talking about like the relationships and all of that that was mad didn't it the it's way crazy. people were taking a piss like yeah i felt like will smith is my idol man yeah i want to be the turkish will smith he's the coolest <laughs> motherfucker on earth man you might be moving towards he, it man he raps he talks he creates content he so where's your track where's your rapping then fire in the booth innit uh, I'll drop a, next time I'll drop a few bars a 16 bro two, two, two bars and that <laughs> <laughs> but like he's my idol and like the way he opened up with um with his missus or ex-missus now innit is are it, they not, not they're together? Are they still together? Because that was that was four that years was ago. Their, oh, oh, yeah, it's four years ago. So it weren't even. This is the madness, bro. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh shit. Okay. So they were they were revisiting they were revisiting old grand that they never spoke about. What it was is, I think the guy August said something recently in the media that got everyone talking. So okay. they then had to then come up and talk based about on it. But they had worked through this. They worked through it. That's right. Okay, okay. Mm. And do you reckon that the way people's response was that was like? Because people were taking a piss, right? It's madness. P- taking a piss out of Will Smith in a mad way. Like, how are you going to let your woman talk to you like that in front of TV and stuff like that? But really, in my head, I was thinking, mate, that takes a lot of fucking strength and willpower to talk openly. And I think he's such an influence on people where you should be discussing these things. He's a positive alpha male. Yeah, he is, isn't it? Because yeah. he's, one minute he's... He's a sick. Oh, I'm gonna sound like I'm into him too much, but he's a sexy brother on the side. Handling he's business, man. alpha male. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His physical appearance. He's charismatic, and he's pretty much like everything, right? And he gives. He serves. He says things that uplifts other people. Yeah, exactly, you know what I mean. Exactly. The crazy thing with that whole entanglement thing, I saw. I was a bit late because I saw people going on about entanglement, entanglement, and Jada Pinkett, and it was about two days afterwards. I thought, let me check it out. So I checked it. But they were making remixes. Mad. I saw the remixes before I saw the interview. <laughs> Same. That's why I had to That's go and draw check. my attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah I had to yeah, see yeah, what yeah, this yeah, was all yeah. about. Now, when I saw it, I can see the pain in Will's eyes. You can see it was hard for him to do this. Yeah. So I recognise how much strength to put to talk about your dirty laundry on camera. Oh, man. Millions you know? of people. That's insane. And, you know, both... And even the fact that Jada said entanglement shows that she even found it, even though it's four years ago, finds it hard to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we didn't see that. We didn't yeah. see the incredible power of a couple putting their vulnerability on the table, whether there's cameras or not. 
they're going there because couples don't even do that without a camera. That's because we're drawn to negativity. We're drawn to negativity. Anything negative, we're drawn to it. We're like, I want to know more about that. Which says more about us. Exactly, which is how fucked we are. <laughs> so then <laughs> now, you know so what, what happens now is now, let's go back to this conversation about mental health and why are we not embracing mental health? But then there's your answers. Mm. We are not, you know, we cannot see the power in someone maintaining their well-being by it being open. We don't celebrate it. Yeah. We humorize we, exactly. their weaknesses. Yeah. And then we wonder why our friend is feeling depressed or why our mate's killing themselves. But that's because of our insecurities. There it is. That's that's our insecurities. It's just we haven't accepted it yet. Yeah. Which is what a lot of we people We don't even know it. We don't know it. Yeah. We don't even know it and we're acting in a way we're, we're acting like kids. And a lot of adult we're acting like kids because we don't we don't have that intelligence to number one accept it to even see what we're doing and that's the fit i'll give you even another example i remember i saw a clip of um uh, good morning britain and piers morgan was interviewing a couple of um a, a black historian and a couple of other people politician some debate can't remember what it was yeah yeah and piers started off the debate and yeah. then um the person came back with saying that he used the term psychosis of whiteness and what he was trying to say. I knew that term was going to be controversial, but the, yeah. what he was trying to say is that there's a, the white community in England have a habit of conveniently forgetting certain history. Okay, yeah. And basically he used the word psychosis because psychosis is a medical term which just says that you hit a space of delusion, your reality, your reality perception it's it's, a, it's what happens i know in fact i know some young people in school yeah that had the psychosis in school me to take them to hospital okay, okay yeah so it's an actual thing but what was interesting is that triggered peers it triggered her his co-host suzanne and i thought that was really interesting because man being defensive yeah and yeah. the thing is rather than what he was actually talking about and why he was saying it he paid attention to, to that psychosis one so i'm saying if your relationship with concept of medical mental health is yeah. that negative you yeah. see it as an insult how the hell can we embrace mental health when we yeah. don't even have a good relationship with the idea of it yeah do you know what i'm saying yeah so it forgot the whole message yeah, it's, it's gone yeah. and then the thing is and the, the way the guy was saying it, he wasn't saying it in like a belittling no, way or no. anything like that he was saying it from like a medical term he was not he, he, all he was doing he was using a title to make his point so it's almost like saying it was almost like saying it seems like people forget things yeah, yeah basically and then he was about to go on to list why he was saying that but pierce stopped him at that point and then the focus was about psychosis because now you're insulting white people and i'm like thinking well hang on a minute so psychosis is an insult but then when someone's actually suffering from psychosis are, are you going to laugh at them yeah. So which one is it? I bet the papers and that took that to a madness. Well, it, I just saw it on YouTube. It never really got discussed. Okay. So what I'm saying is, is that um, we again at a micro level, we really have to look at our behaviours at a micro level to say, well, actually, is what we do supports what we post. Okay. Yeah. You know, because again, when are we posting? It's okay to not be okay. Who are we doing it for? Are we doing it f to make us feel like we're doing something productive. Yeah. Or. Are we just doing it to keep up with the trends? Yeah, one of the fake ones, like going to going to a fucking um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, the Black Lives Matters. Everyone was going the protests. Yeah, the protests. Sorry, yeah. the protests and taking pictures. I've done my job. Boom. Yeah, I know for a fact, one hundred and fifty percent people would have gone to take their photo and gone back home. Oh, hundred percent. And even and even and I'll go I'll go even more than that, brother. You got people that are just like posting, wake up, no excuses, read these books, and I'm thinking to myself. Okay, I get that. But if I think about my teacher, my pop, my teacher, Poppin Taco, was a huge inspiration to me. If I yeah. went to America and he said, I said, Taco, how did you learn to dance like that? I want to learn to, I want to be like you. And he goes, read the book over there. 
and I go back to London. I'm not going to say he's my hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, about yeah. human connection. Yeah. So, again, sometimes people just want to be on something, a trend, because it makes them feel good. It's not really about serving the purpose of what yeah, it really yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. don't take time to stop nah, and think, yeah, yeah. you know? Because a, like, a lot of the times, like, people were protesting. Obviously, pe- they're protesting for a positive impact to make a change. Of course. But a lot of people were also not knowing what they're protesting. Yeah. They're, like, not being dragged there, but, like, they're not actually looking at the they're not looking at how this is going to impact or how this is going to help change or even ask them, ask themselves like why am I actually here sure. like if you stopped everyone and said put the mic on them why are you here yeah a lot of people can't answer a lot of people won't answer they'll stop they'll either pause or they'll say something dramatic and aggressive and this we need to change now change this to happen okay big man yeah change is going to happen but are you going to tell me how yeah it's it's funny because it's it's twofold in it because there's that whole thing of some people there's just been together yeah. some people want to be feel like in solidarity along somebody and I get that it's important I think yeah um but then you're right then there is the other side that says okay why are you doing this and what is your contribution to moving forward some people just get stuck in the euphoria so for example yeah. if you look at um if you look at for example the clapping for NHS yeah. personally. I think the benefits that it brought is it made people on the street feel um, together. Yeah. Created euphoria yeah. In, a, in, a, in a space of stress. Moving forward, how do you help the NHS? Well, what's clapping on the street really going to do? Yeah. So people are just, sometimes people just are happy with just feeling good. Yeah. No yeah. real substance behind. Yeah. But like you said, initially it was good. I did it. My dad, my parents did it. Everyone did it. Mm-hmm. But then week four, week five... I'm seeing the streets getting quiet, boy. Yeah. The streets getting quiet. And then if if, if I told you, man, hey, big man, uh, appreciate the applause and that, but we're going to start taking £10 a week off your wages to give to the NHS. Are you good with that? Mm-hmm. There you go. Man will be like, uh, yeah, he'll put his head down and start coughing. I don't know what he's talking. Kobe, Kobe, check, check his temperature. Check, check his temperature. Oh, I'm feeling ill, sorry. Avoid, avoidance, bang, bang, bang. Do you know what I mean? Standard so it's procedure. just one of those things where, and even like when, the whole with the whole racism stuff and people like why don't you post that black square and this and that to me I said listen yeah I said when there is racism in front of me I stand up there and then Mm -hmm. I know for a fact there would have been followers uh, of mine that first thought East London boy Turkish uh, whatever rude boy this and that and obviously I have these discussions but sometimes I hype things on social media and obviously people that listen to the podcast will know oh shit I didn't even know this side of Diren sure. whereas sometimes on socials you hype stuff up yeah, to get people's attention side, of course of because course. that's what game. it's all about it's, it's a, a game, game. Yeah. I'm trying to get your attention to listen to what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. you know and what people don't realise is I know a lot of my followers that maybe maybe had an opinion about ethnic people maybe maybe they didn't maybe I'm wrong maybe had an opinion but then for followed me listened to what I had to say I made them love me by just being me mm-hmm. and next time they see a Turkish person and when someone's being racist to a Turkish or a Kurdish person they're going to be like well no that's not true Diren's not like that mm-hmm. and then naturally it's, you've kind of converted someone mm-hmm. to having a more positive outlook sure. on an ethnicity or whatever it is sure. do you know what I mean sure. and I think sometimes with the angle of yeah you should fight against racism or whatever but if you're trying to educate someone and influence someone to have a more positive outlook on who you are and what you are and where you're from and your culture, you need to be smart. Yeah. You need to be smart. And I feel like not enough of us are doing that. Sure. We're just aggressive straight back. They're yeah. not going to listen. But that's right. You know, we want to have this, sometimes this academic moral 
stroke academic approach to it. So he's saying, you should like all Kurdish people, you should like all black people because it's wrong, it's morally wrong. Yeah. But then it doesn't really work like that. One thing I've definitely learned about human beings is if you give people a good experience, they'll do what it takes to repeat that experience yeah. and they'll embody whatever comes in that package. Yeah. So all of a sudden, um, I'm going to parts of England where a lot of young people and adults have not had a chance to to meet black people. I'm giving them an opportunity and, and I'm giving a good experience. I'm selling myself in a way that's almost like, wow, I really enjoyed this experience. And actually, I came away with knowledge and this person made me safe in this yeah. space of learning. Yeah, I want to repeat this. Yeah. So it's about the experience. It's about the connection. And I think... Not that I'm even suggesting that there's a right and wrong way to deal with this, but I do think uh, an important aspect of this process, now that you're speaking about this, is about how we connect and how you, yeah. as you've said, you've presented yourself in a yeah. way that makes people smile. Yeah. So when they have an association with people from your community, that's what they have. Yeah, and I think that's why I like, I, just, I don't have it in me to even have an opinion on someone in a racial way because I've been surrounded it, so surrounded from by the it. From the get-go. From the get-go. I don't know any better. Mm-hmm. So when someone, even when I was in Australia, like someone very casually just dropped the word nigger, yeah? And I was like, bro, I was like, I closed my eyes and I was like, just took a deep breath. And I was like, I was like, you're so <laughs> fucking stupid. I was like, oh, like, <laughs> I was like, it was, I was so frustrated. I couldn't speak. Right. Okay. Because if you did, then a the whole pile I, of limits yeah, would come out. I couldn't out. speak. It frustrated me, and and I'm not and I'm and I'm not black, right? I shouldn't be like people might think. Why are you getting offended like that? But in my head, I'm like, I'm more offended the fact that you don't understand how that is just wrong. Mm. That was frustrating for me. But he doesn't know that it's normal in his world. He's not. He, it's, it's normal. normal yeah. He's so far from that cultural mix that yeah. he doesn't know any better. He doesn't know any better. Yeah. I'm in my head. I'm I'm like, take a deep breath before you say anything. Think about is it his fault. Is it not his fault? Is it his parents' fault? Is it his surroundings, his environment, whatever it is? You need to be smart with the angle that you play. Yes. Or he's never going to listen. That's right. So yeah. I took a pause. He goes, what's wrong? I said, bro, nothing's wrong. But when you say words like that, yeah, you need to understand that, number one, my best friends are black. Number two, if you go and say this in London, and I'm saying this for you. Yeah. I'm saying this for you. Your teeth are gone, bro. Your teeth are gone. Yeah. And... You're naturally, and if you don't fix this habit, then you're going to have issues with people and and close a lot of doors and burn a lot of bridges without you even realizing. And I think, and then he paused and he was like, I hear you. And then I feel like he took a different angle to how he looked at me. And I know he listened. Amazing. Do you know what I mean? Instead of being um, really casual about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You didn't. You didn't make him defensive. You you made him. You made him feel safe. Y- yeah, mm-hmm. I dropped it to him in a way. I didn't say that. I didn't. I didn't turn around and go, "Listen, you fucking idiot!" In front of four other people. Are you dumb, bruv? You can't say that here. And he would have turned around and gone, "What do you mean? Who are you calling dumb?" And then the focus would be but, that. And then yeah. the focus is flipped, just yeah. like the whole psychosis yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? But yeah. But I feel like when there's more people like us straight mm. up mm. talking and discussing and people find it easier to approach us on these discussions I think it's going to influence to be better 100% and the thing is like I mean again some people want to do it through posts through through protesting some people want to do it through reading books some people may just want to have conversations with close friends Um, I think at the end of the day everybody's got work to do 
and I think yeah. it this what this sounds very soft when when we say this. It has to be done with compassion. I think I said it to you on the last time we, we in, the, in the podcast. It's got to come from compassion. Compassion isn't weak though. Yeah, compassion is strong. Compassion is knowing what's going on, having the wisdom, and then deciding I'm going to attack this. Yeah, it's not about compassion. Isn't just tolerating foolishness. Yeah, Do you know what yeah. I mean. So I think it's just we have to. And it's frustrating because when you see, you know, certain foolishness, I mean, I've been in some, I remember I, brother, I was in a conversation when someone told me that black people are bring nothing more than famine to the world. What? Bruv. How did you keep your cool? I just, I just, let, I looked at the guy and I was like, okay, that's, because I know that's not my reality. Yeah. It's just not my, you're trying to insult me passively because you're feeling frustrated and yeah. that's all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah But yeah. it's, I would only get upset if that was my reality. It's not my reality. Yeah. I'm proud of who I am. That would have got him even more, you know. Well, I mean, I just, okay. I <laughs> yeah. can see like, you know what I mean? Like, that, that sort of stuff don't faze me. Yeah. I see through it. Because yeah, you know the truth. Yeah. Like you said. Yeah. So there's no reason for me to get upset. Yeah, and everyone else that is listening, you know the truth as well. And the truth is, this is the best fucking podcast in the world. Yeah, there you know. You better, you better subscribe to this. Yeah, and you know what? I feel like that's such a good point to end on. Right. I just want to say thank you, Alex, for coming on again. I love these discussions with you, man. Thank it's, you so much. And hundred percent, I'd love for you to come back on at some point again. I'm game for that. And we can talk about other things, what's happening, and whatever it is for you guys that are listening. Yeah, subscribe to this. Tell your fucking friends. Yeah. And yeah, and make sure you go check out Alex. All right, Sickness. go check out. And if you want to learn some popping, breakdancing, wherever it is, you know We're where doing to find that, man. Him. Yeah, you can learn a li- little bat bat <laughs> robot thing. But yeah, thank you guys for listening, and I'll catch you. Actually, do you want to add something? Do you want to add anything? Um, just want to say first of all, big yourself up, doing for having me on here. I think what you're doing is tremendous, and um, yeah, man, you just keep up the charisma, keep serving, keep giving, and keep contributing in the way that you do. And I think if I had to leave something for individuals, it's just about um the. Li- vulnerability is about being what can I do to be more vulnerable is maybe what I should be saying how can I be more vulnerable and how can I be more comfortable with being vulnerable and not be afraid of it boom I might drop some heavy words there <laughs> fire in the roof <laughs> <laughs> alright guys take it easy and okay. I'll see you guys on the next episode peace peace